You're listening to a midlife less ordinary, the weekly podcast, giving you the lowdown on becoming a cool older dude. The good times are not a faded memory. It's time to start living them again. And here are your hosts, Wayne and Trev. Yeah, welcome to another Midlife Less Ordinary. My name's Wayne, and welcome to a little more smooth FM version of uh, an episode this week. And my planet rock god friend Trev is standing here waiting to come in. I'm just adjusting my cardigan for this one. We haven't got Valdunican on. No, but I'm in that vibe now, an acoustic kind of vibe, a more chilled, more bring it down to turning vegan, Trev. <laughs> sounds like sarcasm. I don't like it, Trev, from you. But <laughs> <laughs> It might be slightly sarcastic. It, it sounds correct. sarcastic, but yes, we, we yes. thought we'd show everyone that we're not one-trick rock god ponies. We're not just no, all about the rock music. No. Everyone thinks that about Trev and his little badges that he has on it, himself. It's, it's not just about the, the devil horns. It's not just about amplification. It's just not about leather and studs. It's just <laughs> we appreciate a lot of different stuff. And that's not, just our, not, and that's just our fetishes. And that's about the we're episode. Not, we're not one yeah. trick heavy metal ponies. No. And that's what we're exactly what we're here to do. As you know, we love our music. We like to promote music and artists that are, are trying to break and even established artists. And today we've got a guest. His name is Harrison Rimmer. Uh, he's an acoustic solo artist. He plays a guitar, writes his own songs. He's got uh, plenty of music out there. If you if you Google his name, I'm sure he'll tell us about it. Mm. Uh, and it's a bit different for us because we wanted to prove to everyone that we don't just promote one type of music. We, we're, we're not just to... loud. Yeah, we're not just loud. loud. You not can just play loud. loud. No. We're a bit more toned down. When we need to take it down, we can take it down. Yeah. Just right. Yeah. You can you can have something to accompany a nice dinner party and we'll yeah. we'll be pushing it to you. Yeah. Just yeah, like I, the, it, on the corner of the road in a black BMW. We like I like to think that we could get the fondue set out. Yeah. If you needed to. De- de- put put your dimmer switches down and get the fondue out. <laughs> have you ever had fondue? Is that like a the thing you sit around and share food and everything? It's like a slimy cheese in in like a bowl that you all dip into. I'll stick. It's to, horrible. I'll stick. It's to absolutely cheddar. revolting. Yeah. It's absolutely revolting. Um, I've got a bit of a problem with melted cheese. Yeah, but in, you made in, fondue sound so exciting. I fancied it more than the condensed milk you done a few weeks ago. Yeah, and and, and it's food for sharing. Yeah. Food for sharing. Well, you, you, I'm down with sharing. You're very down with sharing. You know, let, let's share. Let's, let's share, let's share let's Harrison share. Rimmer with the world. Let's, let's, exactly. With no further ado, here's and our it's interview. it's not cheesy. Harrison's not cheesy. No, Harrison isn't at all. He's very good, actually, and I've been listening yes. to him for a while. Very tired so, young man. With no further ado, here's Harrison Rimmer. Harrison, thank you for joining us today. And I want to start by asking you, uh, how would you describe the music to our audience that you create and you write and you, you perform? Ooh. I'm probably going to go with it's the sound of Marvin, the soul of Marvin Gaye with the power of Springsteen with the noise of Nirvana. I'd probably go with. Wow, you've been asked that a few times, I'm obviously. Say, that is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three artists that meant a lot to people over the time. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Rehearsal is key, isn't it, lads? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that, so, so, you, so you, you, they're three people you admire, obviously, a lot, Harrison, yeah? Yeah, well, I mean, I go. My music spectrum goes from Slayer to Bob Marley in two seconds. I, li- I listen to literally everything and anything. Oh, now you're talking Trev's language. Who's talking about Slayer? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably not so much yeah, now, though, is it? 
yeah, obviously, I've always, I've always had, a, had, a, had, a, had a, a bit of an emotional side with Slayer. But yeah. what I thought Harrison said then was he was actually mixing Bob Marley and Slayer. That would be some you know, feat, wouldn't it? No. That'd be something. <laughs> that I'll tell you something, though. I actually want to com- do the song combining the influence of Shakira and Black Flag. Um, which right. is my attempt to com- Yeah, I, I, I love Black Flag and like Shakira as well. And there's a song called Noise where I tried to combine Samba with Punk. <laughs> See, I like Shakira, but it's for different reasons. So it's like... Yeah, I don't think it's got a lot to do with a sound. No, I have the sound yeah. turned down, if I'm being honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, no, no, it's good. No, it's good to be, yeah. at the end of the day, all jokes to one side, Harris, it's good to be versatile, isn't it? And have different oh, yeah. sounds. And I can tell with your music, to be fair, that it comes from the heart. Yeah, but I kind of feel as though if you're going to write songs and put it out, they might as well give it everything you got and just really express yourself, you know? Yeah, that's cool. 100%, Harrison. Yeah. That's, it's, if you're going to do it, get it all out, to be honest. No good leaving anything yeah. behind. Um, talking of like, Bruce Springsteen, um, mm. would he be the kind of guy that you'd want, if you could open a show for any artist, would it be to a crowd like Bruce Springsteen's? Would that oh, do you think go across well to that kind of crowd? Ooh. In my head, yes, but I think it's because that might be my ego talking. But I do feel as though I'd I'd love to have the opportunity if it, if it ever like ever came up, like in my wildest dreams if that happened, I would probably lose my mind and be like, okay. Uh, but <laughs> I'd absolutely I'd love the opportunity to because being on stage for me is like my happy place. Just what I've noticed over lockdown, especially, is I've missed being on stage with the band playing songs and just being in that moment of just raw emotion, you know. Yeah. I can imagine that. I think that affect, it must have affected so many artists because it's mm. a lifestyle, isn't it, Harrison? That's the thing. And all of a sudden, you've had that taken away from you and you've got to. But to be honest, a lot of the artists I've liked, and I know I think you've done it as well, is mm. have obviously adapted really well to using like the internet to get their music across with sessions. You know, Have, have you felt yeah. that way, what you've done with that? Um, I described this to someone I was at work the day. I said it was like Nicorette for smokers. It's good, but it's just not the same, you know. It's like I've met no. a new fan base. I met a new fan base playing it, and I've met some more incredible people and like really socialised in a different way, which is awesome. Uh, but I do miss the feeling of like just charging around a bar, going yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah as, as as fans of music, Wayne and I have missed that. Mm. Um, yeah, the, you, know, you can never replace. I think I mentioned this on the Hazy Jane's uh, episode we did. You can't replace that buzz that kind of adrenaline that hair mm. on the back of your neck standing up when a band comes on um, yeah. especially if you wait a long time to see someone that you admire um i think that's it's really hard to encapsulate i don't think that can go on anywhere else i no. don't really don't it's a strange it's a strange moment when you hit the stage for the first time after a while i remember when i was supporting um oh god paul banks and rick witter from shed seven and it was a sold out oh, show in york and oh, man, it was crazy. It was the biggest crowd I played to that point. It was like 700 people in this small wow. venue. Wow. And um, I remember the whole day being like, oh, this is kind of chill. Yeah, biggest crowd, whatever, man. It's in sports. Oh, this is really cool. Yeah. And literally the first 10 seconds before going on stage, it hit like, it's 700 people. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah, and then you uh, walk... No, go on. So go on, Harrison, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, so then you walk on stage and the adrenaline just takes over and muscle memory kicks in and you just go, right, just look at the back of the room, interact with the crowd as much as possible and just have fun with it, you know? 
Yeah, because oh, I I played in a couple of bands back in the day. I, I used to sing in a couple of bands, and the albums are on, available in on seventy three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, not a bargain bin either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember like looking out, and before I went on stage, I, again, a lot yourself, um, and mm. this was about probably half the size crowd that you played with. Um, I just developed this really nervous cough before I went on. And yeah. it wasn't like a kind of like a real cough. It was just like a little, <clears throat> <clears throat> like that. it was so bizarre. I couldn't get rid of it until I actually walked on the stage and sort of sang the first words and it just went, mm. it was like, it yeah. was like a nervous effect. Do you ever get anything like that where it's kind of, or do you, or do you le- have you learned something to get you over that initial stage fight or is it just the initial standing on the ball that gets you out of it? I find, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't even write a set list down most of the time. I just walk on stage and just let the panic of just, well, the adrenaline rush of just being in that moment and just trying to give someone an experience that's better than everything they've had that day. You know, just trying to like be the best showman I can. So it's weird. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you go into like, into like, um, like on a jog, you know, you get like, when you get running and you start running along, it's like you have the initial panic of the breath going all over the place. Once you get your breathing right in your, in your, in your zone, it just flows, you know? It's a bit like yeah, Trev uh, making his weird phone calls to me sometimes, getting his breathing right. It's, it's a bit yeah, creepy, exactly. Harrison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not nervous <laughs> before I, I, I do it. But once I get on the side, <laughs> I'm He's very good at it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. how turned on I am. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh dear! I, I, I better, better oh, move yeah. on there, Harrison. Yeah, <laughs> Trevor always takes it to a dark place. But, um, Fantastic, <laughs> well, Harrison. I, I can see that you've you've toured a few countries actually with your music. Um, where, where have you toured in the world, and um, uh, where did you enjoy the most? Where were the most enthusiastic audience that you played to? Oh man! So those who have never heard my story before, uh, I had the pleasure of touring around the UK, uh, around Ireland, around. Uh, the Netherlands, around Germany, wow. uh, Australia, and parts of Asia, um, which was crazy because in Australia, me and my other half, we drove from Adelaide to Darwin to wow. the outback in a, in a Hyundai Getz in 2010. <laughs> we, tra- uh, we, we traveled the east, the east part of the country. So we did uh, Sydney to Adelaide, Adelaide up to Darwin, Darwin across to Cairns, and then looped that, just playing in outback bars pubs a couple of petrol stations um, <laughs> oh cool <laughs> did yeah. you did you plan all this before you went uh, harrison the gigs did you have to plan all this pre or did you do it while you was there it was on the fly really it's a case of it was the mentality i had when i first started out in the uk the men- whenever i go play in a new country the mentality i have is you don't know who i am so i'm starting from square, square one and it's a whole learning experience when i was over in australia that was a real uh, learning curve because i went over there and there was a map we just threw a map on the table and we went right we're gonna go there there and there call them now okay (laughs) i think sometimes doing something like that is probably one of the best things you could do yeah because there's no oh yeah you're not that obviously you are worried it's going to go well but Hmm. what's the worst that could happen if that makes sense you've got no you're not kind of there's not an actual benchmark of what this is what it should be like everything's new everything's and you're you're, and i say nobody in those crowds probably has heard heard of you if that makes sense yeah. no, no taking away from you but no no, exactly. no, true. no preemptions true. of it you know it's great i think that because they can just take in a blank page they, they're completely 
I should yeah. I should think an Australian crowd, yeah. to be fair, is could be quite harsh on you if 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 you're not confident yes. and everything. Is that true, Harrison? <laughs> oh, so true. I'll tell you, I've got some footage of where I was. I played at Barrow Creek Barrow Creek for two nights. I was there, and uh, I was talking to the the owner, and he pulled me aside after the set. Went, mate, you're playing that song too quick. Just slow it down for me, please. I'm like, yeah, no worries, mate. And this guy literally dead in the face in this outback bar. After this guy just told me to slow down, he went, mate. Can you play something else, mate? Like, so seriously, I like your songs, but just, just do something different, please. I'm like, okay. So I'd like learn on the, learn on the fly. <laughs> yeah, you do. You learn in the real yeah. world, Harrison. Did you, no, you respect you... Australian music lovers, but you got to remember this is the country that gave us in excess. Yeah, and also yeah. Kylie Minogue. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. So so don't knock it, Trev, because yeah, exactly. The music taste isn't exactly. Well, well, Craig right. McLaughlin was all right. He was from Neighbours as well. He was good. But um, yeah. Don't forget ACDC, Peter Frampton. Was it Peter Frampton? No, John Farnham. John Farnham. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, John Farnham. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. Jimmy Barnes as well. Yeah. Cold oh, Jimmy Barnes. Oh, yeah, Cold Chisholm amazing. I love those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and obviously, ACDC, probably the biggest. Well, yeah. 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 Now we're getting, yeah, we should have left yeah. it at the original joke because we've actually quelled it now. Yeah. <laughs> we've quelled, we've actually proved the opposite of what we intended there, haven't we? Yeah. But, uh, actually, but, I was struggling for a really crappy band. Yeah. <laughs> we started <laughs> off with it. But actually, oh. they're not that bad. <laughs> so, yeah, they've got some good music to be fair. So, Harrison, you, you've got your, uh, your album. Uh, was you playing that when you was touring? Was you, you, was you promoting your album? Uh, no. So, that was literally a case of uh, I've been touring around Germany. I had like a weird, I was going through a bit of an interesting time in my personal life where I'd just been through a breakup. Uh, so I'm traveling around Ireland. I came back to the UK, met my now met my now fiance. Uh, Congratulations. And, um, Congratulations. Thank you very kindly. I don't know how she put that for me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've, been, we've been together for like two or three weeks and I had a visa for Australia already booked and the flight's already planned. Wow. I just said, do you want to come with me? And she said, yeah, sure. So we went traveling over there and the music thing really came about because and I bought a guitar in Sydney, which I called Bruce, originally, <laughs> which, you know, which is classy. And uh, <laughs> we just literally thought, well, since I'm here and I like playing music, let's see if I can make this happen over here. And it was the best experience, really. It's proper, like, going back to basics. There's no, like, playing in the UK is fun. I love playing in the UK, don't get me wrong. So I cut my teeth, it's where I'm from. Um, but after a while, you do get, like, a familiarity with playing around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, but go, but when you go to like Australia and you play in a petrol station and see <laughs> see people driving like full on RVs and in some cases I saw one person driving with no car doors, um, <laughs> <laughs> really really wakes you up a little bit. You've been on the set of Mad Max there, Harry. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, it was, it was out, yeah. outback, man. It's crazy. We drove. It took us ten days of just pure desert to go from Adelaide to Darwin. Um, and that was just literally desert roads for miles. It plays tricks in your mind actually after a while. Harrison, are you you actually a full-time musician at the moment or, or do you have to subsidise, obviously, working as a musician and, and, and while well, you're trying to break, obviously? I currently subsidise it. So when I was in Australia, it was, a full, it was mainly the full-time gig. Uh, and then when I came back to the UK, I came really to help my folks out. And with all this lockdown stuff going on, the music's become like a part-time thing, which is cool. But I do miss playing every night to 
different people. <laughs> you play. I see you live shows. Obviously, I, I, we clicked on the other day. That's the boy. But we we were watching you the other day playing a gig. Was it? Yeah. Your, was it in your garden? Was it Harrison? Or? Yes, it was. It was yes, a nice garden, perfect. to be fair. You can tell you you, you, you lot up north have a, a better standard of living than us when we live in our little yeah. rabbit hutches. Yeah, <laughs> look like Downton Abbey from, from behind <laughs> the bins in the alley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we actually get to the top of video in it. We're going to put like a painting of a nice waterfall behind it, <laughs> make out when we're doing it from there. But we, what we're actually get doing is later. doing it from a, from like a couple of bin bins around the back. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like yeah. it. I like that. <laughs> uh, Harrison, you said like you played Germany. Um, I know obviously a lot of European countries like English is like is a second language, and I think yeah. really the English are quite sort of ignorant that they don't speak other languages but how, how did the sort of language barrier go over in germany was that a problem or for your music um, obviously i've noticed with the german crowds it's very much about the energy like if you give a good energy and a good vibe they yeah. will really they really connect i remember playing, my first gig there was in this bar in Wuppertal. um oh god what's it called again um oh that's going to upset me because it's burned in my head it's such a good bar anyway play this bar First night there, didn't expect to really go on stage. And I'm on stage with this packed up bar and they're just staring at the stage and they're going, right, what can you do? <laughs> and I just went, hello, my name's Harrison Rimmer. And uh, this song is ripped to the magazine. They went, just stared and they started playing. And this guy came on stage to play Cajon and just started jamming with me. I was like, oh, I've been accepted. It's okay. <laughs> That's cool, yes. Yeah, because I've actually seen a few gigs in Germany. I've been at one of the, the mm. festivals up there, over there. Oh. Um, and they, yeah, as you say, the audience is different in Germany. You know? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's quite, I wouldn't say standoffish, but they are waiting for you to kind of hit hit the, the big ones. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like they, you know, but, I think English audiences you kind of roll with it, and they're like they're quite open. Like, let, let's see what they see this what we can do. But I think like yeah. some of the European countries are more like, well, sh- come on, get on with it. You know, that's all I know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, one of the some of the shows I played, the, the, the people I met were bloody lovely. They were so friendly and um, very welcoming. I just got I got treated. It's weird. I got I get treated better playing shows outside the UK than I do in the UK uh, <laughs> with 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 a lot of stuff. Um, that's not knocking the English promoters at all. They do wonderful work, and it's a tough gig. Um, but it's like um, what I noticed from the from the German crowd, in particular, was some of them were a bit standoffish, but some were also very accepting. And if they didn't like what you're doing, they'd tell you straight after the show, like didn't like it, or they did like it. It's kind of like a like a more less sweary version of an Aussie. Yeah, so that, yeah. yeah, can imagine like it. An Aussie, yeah. It's character building, though, isn't it? Because you get to know, oh, yeah. you learn quickly that way. We're, we're we're a bit ambiguous sometimes. The British, we sort of like we don't want to be rude, so we're kind bit of too polite, bit too polite. So yeah. you actually don't learn yeah. anything from that, do you? Oh, it's so true. Well, what I noticed was I, I used to play in York quite a lot. So I played at York open mics every other night. It was like there's five in a week, so I played five times, sometimes seven nights a week, just constantly playing. Wow. And um, when I came back to the York scene after touring around Germany, touring around Australia, a friend of mine who I admired as a songwriter, Isaac Lister, he came over to me and went, you've really improved, you know. I was like, have I? He's like, yeah, you, your, your stage banter's more mature. The way you handle the crowd's better than it was before. You can just see the development. I'm like, oh, so that, I didn't realise it affected me until I heard that, and that made me a bit emotional, to be honest. So it did yeah, it out. would do. Because yeah, to be honest, you yeah. can rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. Um, mm. And try and get things so perfect 
but there's, I don't think there's nothing like learning on the road. I think yeah, that exactly. Is, you know, like we, we like us with this podcast, we're waiting for that experience, and Wayne just doesn't get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wondered when that was going to come all the time, yeah. and I'm like, don't you ever like learn what is going on? Does it does it not sink yeah. in what we're doing? You know, this is the, the 389th show, and he's still. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's upsetting. Oh. I understand, Harrison. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's like it's just, it gets gets in the way. Like, and for some reason, when I play, when I play, when I play, when I play in the home scene of York for me, it just whenever I see someone I haven't seen for a while, and they go, "Dude, I'm like, don't you gonna send me off?" And like when the guy um, said to me, a big concern, a big worry for me was leaving the York scene uh, and not having a house there was that I'd be not a part of the scene anymore because the scene there is incredible. The people there are lovely. There's some great posters, like one for the road. Um, and I got worried that I'd be forgotten, you know, and I wouldn't be a part have, of it. Have you got some gigs planned? Obviously, with what's been going on for the last year or so, Harrison, we've oh. been playing your, your live gigs online, which has kept, obviously, um, your audience entertained and, and, and obviously kept you in, in, in with your music. So uh, have you got any gigs planned? I think you've, you've got a charity gig, haven't you, coming up or something, I believe? Uh, I did. Sadly, I found out yesterday the show next, next Saturday has been cancelled due to uh, gov- some government restrictions. Oh, dear. Oh. So yeah, but these things happen. Hopefully, we'll get a new date for that. But there's some more. It's tempting to edit that out because it sounds a bit sad that the government are back controlling us again. But uh, yeah, uh, but there's, some posi- there's, a, there's, a, there's a positive in all this. Oh, good like, stuff. Yeah. It, it's it's like we've got more shows booked. I've got I'm working with Unearth Management now, which is cool. Uh, I've got a good I've got a good team backing me up, and I'm booking shows left, right, and centre. You know, it's the I feel as though it's good to keep hoping for the show and the second I hit that stage it's going to be like lightning in the bottle it's going to be exactly. something yeah. never, never let yeah. you beat you down Harrison because well, that's yeah we're talking about yeah. lightning in a bottle you're going to be able to hit some lightning in a bottle now Harrison by making Trev look very silly uh, in our little it might be hard Harrison but <laughs> no, we'll, we, we'll see we'll see this is our <laughs> weekly segment we like to call test the guest but it's also test Trev as well and this is where I get my revenge on Trev for all the horrible things he says during the show uh, even though he'll t- try and turn that round. But um, it, here's our little jingle for that segment. Test the guest. I'm going to test the guest. I'm going to test the guest. I'm going to test the guest. Test the guest. Do I get a job as your... To an Australian petrol Yeah, you wouldn't take that to an Australian petrol station, would you, anytime soon? You should give that a go. You should give it a go. You obviously want to get me seriously harmed. Thanks, Harrison, for that. Yeah, cheers. I thought you were so nice up until this. I listened to you every night, and then you've done that to me. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. I've chosen one of your your influences that you mentioned earlier, actually, as the subject for this week's Test the Guest, and it's Marvin Gaye. Um, as I say, it's just a bit of fun. T- sometimes Trev jammily wins, and there is a temptation for me to edit him losing big time, but I don't do that because of authenticity. I want to keep it as it is. So it, we'll keep it real. You know, we don't expect you to know. It's just a bit of fun. Um, a few questions on Marvin Gaye. Are you up for this, Harrison? Let's get it on. Right. Let's get it on. That's good. I like that. I like what he did there. Uh, it's good. That's going to get an applause just for that. That's a, that's an applause right there. I'm just yeah, yeah, you're no, gutted yeah. now, man. Because you, you, you don't know him, you're not going to be able to think of anything funny and we can make no. you look very silly. Right, exactly. so Harrison, this one's for you. Uh, it's okay. a multiple choice. 
what was the birth name of Marvin Gaye? Was it Marvin Frederick Gaye Jr., Marvin Pence Gaye Jr., Marvin Solomon Gaye Jr., or Marvin Everton Gaye Jr.? I'm going to go with Solomon, I think. Solomon. I hate to do this to you, Harrison. Um, it's actually Marvin Pence Gay Jr. And it was actually, his name is spelt Gay, G-A-Y, not like the right. nightclub. But he actually added, um, Marvin Pence Gay Jr. was his birth name. The E was added to his surname later um, right. in the film. So uh, I've got to try and level this up. So I'm trying to find the hardest question I can find here, just for true. <laughs> uh, oh, this will this will be good. On what date was Gay born in 1939? Was it April the 1st, April the 2nd, April the 3rd, or April the 4th, Mr. Trev? There's not a lot of scope there, is No, there? there's not a lot of scope and not a lot of escape. You've got a 25% chance of looking, yeah, all pretty close looking good. First, second, third, or third. fourth? The third. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> it's actually April the 2nd. Just so you know, for future reference when your future yeah, I quizzes. Well, I wasn't going to say April the first. I didn't no, I know because that was the obvious one. I know because it's a fool. Yeah, Harrison, your next question: uh, Where in the United States was Gay born? It's, it all sounds a bit weird when you actually say it like this when you, these questions yeah. come out. But uh, yeah, you got to be a bit careful <laughs> in this day and age. Where in the United States? <laughs> where in the United States was Gay born? Was it Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, or Washington D.C.? Philadelphia. I hate to do this again. We're having a day of uh, of sad trombones, but this is is that sort of qu the questions are not about his music, which is I was consciously did this. It's mostly because I'm catching yeah. out Trev. I hate to. What I should have done is so I said questions about what's going on in in for, for Harrison oh, and ones right. about his date of birth for Trev. Yeah, but, so um, you're all right, mate. You're all right. It's all, it's all good. It's, it's all, all good. Uh, Trev, you're not going to get this either. We got a 25% chance. What was gay? <laughs> I, I, you could see me hosting on Channel 4 very soon, couldn't you? Obviously, uh, like some it. sort of yeah, quiz yeah. show, yeah. Um, what was Gay's father known to do for a living? Was he a music teacher? Oh, I know this. Oh, sorry, mate. Um, a music teacher, a preacher, a salesman, or a janitor? I think I know this as well. No, you don't. <laughs> Was he a preacher? No! You... Ugh, I hate it when this happens. I hate it when this happens. No. I'm so sorry, Harrison. He's watching VH1 music documentaries. Yes, he watches too much TV. His father was a preacher with the obscure house of God, and the two often clashed. Gay was three years old when he began singing in his father's church choir and was soon playing with his organ. And oh, no, dear, I don't go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't go there. But uh, yeah, it gets a bit weird. Marvin Gay. Yeah. <laughs> question five. Hang on, let's make sure. Hang on. No, let's go. I'm going to give question six to Harrison, actually. Um, I hope you get this one. Who was the backing singer on the first recording of Wyatt Earp? Was it Little Richard? Frankie Valley, Bo Diddley, or Smokey Robbins? Smokey Robbins. Oh, no. Harrison, oh, don't do this oh, to me. Oh, I hate oh, to do this. Smokey Robinson. Yeah. I, 
Um, Bill Richard. Bo Diddley on his way to fame and fortune, it was, unfortunately. Wow. So I hope Trev don't get this now because he's going to be a hero again. I have to play Top Gun music and all that. Like, oh, oh he gets me to play Danger, Danger Zone. Zone. Like, just because. That's a banging yeah. tune, mate. Yeah, it is a banging tune. We, we say this about. Loggins, yeah. Harrison, anything yeah. that Kenny Loggins touched in the 80s was gold. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny enough, I met him in a toilet in, in Hampstead Heath. And he touched, yeah, and it's turned to go. Yeah, it's, it's don't don't go there. <laughs> um, what was <laughs> Trev? This is your last question. What was the name of the doo wop group that Gay sang with on the street corners of DC that brought his love of music to life? Was it the Rain? No, go on in. Try and answer it now, then. Yeah, go on. It was the Backstreet Boys. The Backstreet Boys. <laughs> okay. Oh, Trevor's doing for comic effect, and to be funny, that is quite funny. <laughs> but uh, if I had to give you the answers, it would be the rainbows, the raindrops, the clouds, or the showers. What would you say? Raindrops. No, you're wrong. So, just so I can do that twice to you. And that's the, that concludes test the guest this week. What was it it was, was the rainbows. Oh. Well, you, you really thought it was the Backstreet Boys. Well. Backstreet's no. back, all right? You know. It, yeah, it, I, just thought, I could just see Marvin Gaye's talent being dropped for the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> trying to bring it down a level. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Harrison, getting back to some more serious matters, obviously. Um, where, where where, do you draw your, your inspiration from when you're writing your songs? What's your favourite part of the process? So why are these songs coming? They sound like they're coming from your heart. So, so where do you draw this inspiration from? Usually from day-to-day life, really. I look back at stuff I've done. I'll be playing the guitar and I'll start singing gibberish and something will fall out of my head. And then I'll be like, oh, that, that, that links to something. And then I start thinking about what happened in that line. And then it happens. Although in a couple of cases, it's gone from talking to my friends and hearing their stories and then writing about that. So it's just you're, you're drawing on your life experiences and, you, and you're just, like you said earlier, leaving it all out there, basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the way to do it. It's it comes across. It, it does come across, to be fair, Harrison. It does. I think with someone's like Harrison's music, that kind of acoustic stuff, I think that goes hand in hand. It goes very well with that. It's not a kind of, well, it is a storyteller's kind of yeah. music, but it's better, emotionally, it's better linked to real feelings, isn't it, Harrison? That That's my opinion yeah. on it, I would have thought. Yeah, well, it's like, I, I, I had like a weird like movement in my lyrics when I was younger. So I used to write a lot of punk music and tried to be like, like uh, well, misfits and all that stuff. I tried to be like that. And then I noticed that I didn't wasn't being genuine to myself. And I, it didn't come across well with my audience either. So I started just being like, right, here's what I'm going through. Boom. Have it. <laughs> yeah. So it. If, if you wanted to pick one of your songs to kind of showcase you completely, um, what tune would it be, Harrison? Well, that's really I know it's like picking your favourite child. It must be hard. Oh, <laughs> you know. it's, it's, oh my God. Well, it's just, I mean, some, some of the songs that I like that I've written, I, I've not even released yet. That's coming to the album at some point. Uh, but I'm on Fire is a good one. Proud, yeah. Flares. Um, right, yeah. We're oh. familiar with them. I've listened to those. Oh, thank you, man. Um, we're going to actually pay, pray, play, pray, plowed. You had to be proud, didn't it? Because I, I couldn't even say that properly. Pray, plowed. <laughs> We're going to play proud uh, to in the outro, Harrison. So obviously yeah, that, that song means a lot to you. So can you explain yeah. the, 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 the meaning behind that song, proud? 
Yeah, of course, man. So that song was uh, written during a very self-destructive period of my life, to be honest. Um, I was going through a phase where I was touring heavily. I was working in a job at the same time where I wasn't. I was working a lot of hours and I came back from touring and I felt like, am I doing right by the people I care about? Am I doing right by myself? Am I making the people I love the most proud? And it started off as like um, as a mantra, like, do I make you proud? Yeah. Do I put your mind at ease? And it all just starts to flow. And it's really about my relationship with my parents. Because wow. it's not, it's, um, I don't really dedicate songs to my folks at gigs, but I thought it was about time because it wasn't for them, but I wouldn't be here for a start. Uh, and also, <laughs> I, I went to pick the guitar, it wasn't for my dad. If he didn't encourage me to pick up the guitar in that, in that music school near Preston, I wouldn't have been able to play the guitar, you know? Yeah, give you that That's much right. joy. Yeah. 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 Uh, on, on on that note, um, if you have, did your dad kind of give you a lot of advice on what you know? God, you be very encouraged by the sound of it, which is lovely to hear. But <laughs> if you had to pick one piece of advice you picked up over your touring, playing with other musicians, recording, and that, what would it be, Harrison? What would you put out there as something that you could pass over to other people? Oh, sorry, about life advice or music advice? Anything really, mate. Whatever you feel like, you could, you know. What, what would you like to say about it? Take risks. That's why I was. That's yeah. why I've learned. It's just, you just yes. got to life comfort zone life again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just got. It's it's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason because we do find ourselves do we do run to our comfort zones when things get tough or okay. you know. But it's yeah. good. It's good to push yourself and challenge yourself. You know, so don't yeah. be afraid of the challenge. Yeah. That actually, that would make a really good. Bookend to to our episode. Actually, our, be, our yeah. be, most best performing episode from season one, Harrison was about expanding your comfort zones and taking risks yeah. in life and and doing a bit more. And that that sums it up nicely, to be honest. Oh, I should have took a lot of people's advice before we did this podcast. A lot of people say, "Don't work with wine." Really, I even said it myself. I said, "Don't work with me. Yeah, don't don't, don't do it." Yeah. And I thought you've got to take a risk in these lives, yeah. and, and you feel yeah, like you exactly. can. Build, and some of them fail, and unfortunately. Build, and to be, yeah. I'm the kind of guy, emotionally in my character, that can like help people up when they've fallen down. And I knew Wayne had fallen down quite a few times in his <laughs> like life, like Michael Douglas in the film. Like Michael, <laughs> 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 so I thought I could like, bring him up, and yeah, and luckily I didn't. I didn't yeah. listen to the haters. And here we are today talking to yourself. So it's all worked yeah, out. Yeah, it's worked out all right. Hey. See, see, I bring him to the best places. <laughs> see, and, I, and I'd just like to ask you a question to, to finish off, Harrison, just a yeah, fun one, really. Um, you've got a, a music video for I'm on Fire and um, you're walking on a yes. beach somewhere because we, we both hail from, from a place called Southend-on-Sea. We're not as proud of it as you guys are <laughs> north of where, where you come from. <laughs> we could tell that from from the, from the other episodes we've done. But, um, but yeah, we can see you. What, what was the story behind the video then? Where, where was it filmed and everything? And it, it looks like fun because you actually throw yourself in the water at one stage, I noticed. Yes, that's right. It's for that's uh, I'm on fire. That was in Blackpool. Uh, which, uh, oh, it's Blackpool. Oh, it did look nice. Yeah. To be fair, we, yeah. we tried our best. We really tried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's got some characters. That's Blackpool. Uh, it's a blend of Lytham and Blackpool. What happened was with that one. Uh, I was I walked up to the producer Pook's house, and I was like, "Right, I need a video. What shall we do?" He's like, "Oh, what do you want to do? Like, shall we walk on the sand? Yeah, sure." And then literally walk around and we're trying to be like, you know, be reflective and like, you know, deep. So walk around singing this song. Um, and then he's like, right, we're going to throw you in the sea. What? 
you could swim first. Harry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I love swimming. I love this guy. I love oh, swimming. That's right, like, what? Yeah. But it's like, it's like, did you have some bigger spare pair of clothes? It's like, yeah, I did just in case. Well, that's good because you're, you're going to go swim in the sea. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, I'm speaking of suffering for your art. I'll, the ironic but hilarious twist of all this is I got sunburnt heavily that day. <laughs> <laughs> in Blackpool, that's saying something, yeah. Harrison, to Wait, be fair. I'm ginger. I burn in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it, it, it suits the song very well, Harrison. It's actually yeah. really, it's a really good music video. Um, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Um, so where can people, I, I think we've got some links from you for, to putting on the website so people can find your yes. music and everything. Is, where can people see you or where, where would you like people to look for you uh, who are listening to this podcast? Well, uh, if you just pop into Google my name, I'm all over the place. I'm on YouTube, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the, all the good spots, Twitch, Spotify, um, Deezer, Apple Music, or just bop on Instagram and go like, oh, you're easy. Oh. Uh, yeah. To be fair, I, I just talk to Alexa and you're there. Yeah. To be fair. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I, 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 I'll say to everyone, you know, everyone you're having, you did it, put, say to Alexa, play some music from by Harrison Rimmer. You'll enjoy your dinner that little bit more. It's good fun. Yeah. Just watch cool. out, watch, nice. yeah. watch out for the early. Well, depends on which era of me you listen to. I've been doing this for 10 years now. Uh, so the early right. just very, you're still never nowhere near as old as us, Harrison. I'm, you're fortunate <laughs> to know. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm sure I'm sure you're fabulous. Never did, mate. You're all right. Uh, but, it's, <laughs> but it's like what the early stuff's very punk influenced. It's very Nirvana. It's very much trying to be like yeah. And the uh, the the new the newer stuff's a lot more. The singer songwriter is a lot more calm. You know. Right. Yeah, so just watch out. Him, like. <laughs> yeah, that punk I mean, stage I doesn't try. go by. Yeah, I mean, I mean, being ginger, I've got a fiery temper, to be honest. But like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're on our best behaviour. We're going to put all the links on the website, Harrison. We really thank Amazing. you for joining us today. It's been really yeah, great been to have pleasure. you on the podcast. And we hope we can really catch you at one of your gigs at some point in the future. Mate. Yeah, definitely. I look forward to it. We'll have That's... a pint and celebrate it. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks, Cheers. So as you heard during the interview, Harrison chose Proud as the song he wished us to play during the outro today. Proud was a song he wrote at a time of his life where he was worried about what his parents thought about what he was up to and what he was doing in his life. Uh, it's a real heartfelt song and we hope you enjoy. Do I make you proud? Do I put your mind at ease with all I do? Not to fool you Do I make you proud? Do I put your mind at ease With the craziness That is my life And life's not fair But I've got you on my side To dust me off when life beats me down And I've not been fair I've been breaking your heart And making a mess Since I was born And it's been tough Since day one But your love alone 
has got in me this far, but do I make you proud? Do I put your mind at ease with all I do? Not to fool you. Do I make you proud? Do I put your mind at ease with the craziness that is my life? Do I make you proud? Since day one But your love alone Has gotten me this far But do I make you proud? Do I put your mind at ease With all I do Not to fool you proud Do I put your mind at ease with the craziness that is my life Do I make you proud So Trev, I thought that Harrison come across as a lovely guy, really talented as well, and really works hard. What do you think? Um, he really, really working hard, trying to get his music out there, touring places that wouldn't really... It's hard to get there independently. It's all right for yeah. these musicians that have got big tours booked. They're flying there by jet. They're kind, But to drive all that way, in Australia, just to get your music out there, you, that's brilliant. You got you got well, a brave man, as I say, yeah. right, to play petrol stations in Australia. Yeah, because they're harsh crowds. Petrol stations, as we said, they're harsh crowds. <laughs> they are. They, they just know. want their fuel. They don't want to hear. Generally, all they want is their fuel and a pepperami. I would have thought. Oh, the Australian. Do they like pepperami in Australia? I don't know. I, I don't know if they have Australian pepperamis. Will they be made out of kangaroo? Do you reckon? I don't know, but that's probably not allowed to be said in this day. They're probably protected animals or something. I don't know. Yeah, probably. (laughs) One of the other things I picked up, which I never dreamed, well, I say dreamed, that's a bit, never thought um, about someone like Harrison, is the sort of stuff he's doing. And then when we were talking to him, he mentioned like the Misfits and Black Flag, who are like two of the most aggressive punk bands around um I, I you know i like a lot of that stuff um but he's playing this kind of nice kind of cool vibe acoustic heartfelt stuff but he's got influences like that and it just shows you that people have got such diverse influences but play such different stuff yeah you know as a, a bit like my pet shop boys reference yeah you always try and get them in day. somewhere yeah you yeah, know that exactly, pet shop yeah. boys actually mean something you know that there's it's a subliminal it. it's like it's like the movie they live Yes. Um, when I look sometimes, instead of seeing like a L'Oreal advert or a Heineken advert, can we mention those products on here? Uh, only if they pay us, I think. But, cool. Yeah. Um, but all I see is like Pet Shop Boys, Pet Shop Boys, 
Don't show boys. Shows you how in He's there definitely he getting paid for this. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Neil <laughs> Neil Tennant, yeah, extra, but uh, <laughs> you're getting extra out of that for yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. But you saying that actually, I've listened to, as you as you probably know, and probably because of reasons you think that are a bit shady. Now, I've listened to mm. to Harrison's work on on Alexa. Did you, did you go a bit misty eyed? Did you get a bit? Mm. <laughs> I just, did, you, well, did you get a bit? Mm. Uh, sorry, I don't want to go here. It's personal, oh, sorry, okay? Sorry, sorry. But um, if you leave Alexa running. Because obviously algorithms work where your, your popular songs come out first if you just say play mm. songs by an artist. And yeah. then get to them songs that are obviously more influenced by the misfits and a bit more shouty. Actually, they're very good as well. I, I like the, the idea that the Springsteen thing's good. Yeah. Because it's that, it's that working class musician hero. Exactly. You know, Springsteen really kind of captured that. I'm yeah. not. I, I'm not a massive Springsteen fan. I admire. I'd be good admire. And I know. Really, yeah. I know. I know some of his stuff. Um, but yeah, that's he's got kind a of podcast. Working, it's nowhere near as uh, as obviously as well as, received as, as this one. Ours. Yeah, no, no, nowhere I near. Can imagine. No. no, I can imagine. It's so much so he calls us the bosses. You know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. What the two bosses? He's get the bosses. Yeah. The bosses. Yeah. yeah plural. Bosses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's given up that title to us. Yeah, and Courtney yeah, Cox wants to dance in front of us. It's really? really great. Can yeah. I just pull her out the crowd and like... Yeah, it's not for you. Yeah, I know it's not for you. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and according to you, Bruce Springsteen would be more my thing anyway. But yeah, that's, that's <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> you said it, not yeah, me. Okay. You said it, You suggested it. But, um, word. but all jokes to one side, this is it was all about Harrison. It's, I say, I, I really enjoy his music. We're not all about the rock music. No, go and listen to go and listen to Harrison's albums online. Just tell Alexa, Google his name. He's on YouTube. He's yeah. got his music video there. That's really Get great him out as well. There. Yeah, uh, exactly. Go to the website. You'll find links for Harrison on his episode. And as always, we like to hear from you, our audience. Thank you as always for listening. Yeah. www.amlopodcast.com. If you don't mind, leave us a review. Leave us a voice message. Leave us yeah. anything. Leave us a suggestion for what you want us to do in the and future. If anybody has had obviously, uh, an Australian pepper army, could they tell yeah, us? Yeah, definitely tell different? us that. We got a, we got a listener in Australia, haven't we? So we have. Yeah, so uh, at it, least one. Uh, I think we got. A I few. think obviously they are the same, but yeah. you know, you never know. Things do look like like a Milky Way in America isn't a Milky Way, is it? I can't think no. what it is. In Australia, it's called a Milky Way. <laughs> Sorry, could have been but, in a room with it. Yeah, I know. It's like you had, a, like you had like a Foster's in your hand. Then. Yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> just because you've had a Foster's. You're you're Australian. All of yeah, a sudden. I'm getting Foster's syndrome. But, Foster's uh, syndrome it is it's a known thing. But <laughs> yeah, the Australians will know. But yeah, go to the website, please. Uh, download Harrison's music. Yeah, uh, support him where you can. We'll be going to watch him. Sure. Right, I'm going to go and put my head down now. Thanks everyone for listening. As always, get back in the home. And um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please leave a rating and review and visit our website at www.amlopodcast.com to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. Start living them good times. See you next time.